This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. Now, if you're an avid listener of the LJS podcast, you may have heard me talk a lot about the blues before and how I believe that the blues is a really great song form to really master in order to make all of the rest of learning jazz standards easier. It just contains so many important chord progressions, a lot of important concepts, and of course, blues is kind of the foundation of jazz as far as the origin story, of course, coupled with European marching music and all that, but I digress. So wouldn't it be great to learn some jazz blues language? Of course it would. So let's go over some jazz blues licks that are really going to melt your face off, to be quite honest with you, and that you're going to love. I'll do a little bit of showing you what they sound like, a little bit of explaining, and hopefully you'll come across some great ideas that you can start implementing into your playing right away. All right, let's do this thing. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. Hey, what's up, everybody? Brent here from LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog, a podcast, and videos geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. Uh, Welcome back for those of you who are regular listeners, and a special welcome if this is your very first time listening to the podcast. Really uh, excited to have you here. This is the show where I help you become a better jazz improviser. And even if there's just one small little thing you take from today's episode, that means my job is done well, and that is everything that I aim to do today. So we were talking about uh, some jazz blues licks that I really would like to share with you. Now, these jazz blues licks were created by a good friend of mine named Keelan Dimmick, who also does uh, some writing of etudes for my Inner Circle membership, but he did these licks uh, as a little bonus for my Jazz Blues Accelerator course students uh, a couple years back. Was it last year? It was last year um, that we came out with that course. Um, Anyways, these are really great licks, and I did a video where I kind of break down these licks a little bit, and I would love to share the audio of that on today's podcast episode uh, with you. Now, a couple things before we jump into this uh, episode, and I share that with you. Now, of course, it's always a little difficult on a podcast when I'm trying to analyze and explain things for you to really get it orally. Sometimes visual is helpful. So what I'll do today is in the show notes, I'm going to put a link to the original video there as well as the actual notated licks so that if you'd like, you can follow along. So if you want to access those, just go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 233 and you'll find those resources there. But the other way that you can use this podcast episode today is just to simply listen through the licks and If you find one that you really like, that really resonates with you, which I'm almost like going to guarantee you, you're going to hear one that you're going to want to learn. My challenge for you is to pick that one up and try to get it by ear and implement it into your playing. So even if some of the analysis, you're not able to look at the analysis or any of that stuff and you're not able to follow along just by listening, you'll hopefully at least grab uh, that lick so you can add it into your playing. 
Okay, now one more thing before we go into the episode today. This episode is sponsored by my very own LGS Inner Circle membership. My LGS Inner Circle membership is uh, a monthly jazz standards studies in our jazz standards club, which includes etudes and resources and video tutorials for learning a jazz standard a month. It's also access to all of my premium courses and practice programs, including my jazz blues accelerator course, which helps you master a blues. It's basic 101 courses. It's monthly live Q&A calls. And it's a really awesome community of like-minded musicians all working together, really positive community, and it's really a lot of fun in there. So if you think that might be interesting for you to check out, go to lgsinnercircle.com, see if it's a good fit for you. And if so, we'd love to have you as a member. All right, let's jump right into these licks. We're here behind my computer right here. We're looking uh, at this very first blues lick, uh, which is the first four bars of a jazz blues. So I'm excited to have you listen to this in one second. It's such a great lick. Uh, this is just in concert C for today. Actually, for this handout, I had him do it in all 12 keys for every single lick that he did. Um, but just for the sake of demonstration today, we're just going to do concert C. So let's first give this one a listen, uh, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, abs absolutely love this lick. Listen, listen to this one more time. Now, this particular lick really just embodies the blues, like absolutely. And if you really look at this, there's not a whole uh, lot of necessarily spelling out the chord changes. The entire point of this lick is to really utilize blues language. So you'll probably recognize minor pentatonic and, you know, some people say the blues scale as well. And the big important note, right, when we talk about the blues scale is this one right here, right? So that would be uh, the sharp four, right? You could call it the flat five or they call it the blue note, right? So it's this kind of language. And right here we have this, uh, even though this is over the four chord, right? This is the, um, if we're playing a C minor pentatonic, this is the flat three right here. That's, uh, you know, really bringing out these bluesy sounds for us, right? We take a little look further here. We've got uh, the flat seven to outline that dominant seven right there as well. So we're really uh, taking these first four bars here and just playing some really bluesy language. So one more time, just for good measure, such a great sounding lick. Check it out. Awesome. So let's move on to the next lick here. Uh, this is a really cool one, a really interesting one, uh, in my opinion, uh, that Keelan wrote. And this is over the four chord. So when we move from the one chord to the four chord, you could play this uh, either in the second bar of the blues or when you go finally into, I believe it's the fifth bar of the blues when we like land on the four chord for two bars. So take a listen to this one uh, and then I'll talk about how it works and why it's so great. All right, one more time, check this out. It's very short so and sweet, but let's do this again. Yeah, killer, love this one. And what makes this one so great? So the big, big key thing here in this particular lick is that's really outlining F7 sus. Now, this is a great way to jazz up your blues right away is, you know, go, you could do this on the one chord. You could do this on the four chord is make this a sus chord. So really, if we look at this, these first three notes here. 
okay? These first three notes, this is really just an F triad. So the notes are the third, the root, uh, so, so the third, the root, and the fifth, right? So third right here, and the root, and then the fifth right here. And what's this B flat right here? This is the four, right? So this is the sus four right here. So we have an F major triad with the four there. So actually nothing really outlining the seven, but then take a look at this next triplet right here. What's this? This is essentially, and this is kind of really cool. This is an E flat triad, okay? E flat. Now, as the notes pertain to the F seven, the notes are the nine, the seven, and then the four. Okay, so the nine, the seven, and the four. So we have this ninth extension, and then the flat seven, and then the four that has that we're still repeating this uh, this suspended sound. And then we finally land here on that A. And what is A? That is the third of F7. So the third being a really strong chord tone that if we land on that, it's really gonna help bring out the chord changes. So one more time, let's listen to this one again. Love that one. Uh, let's move on to the next one. This is another really good one, okay? Now, this is um, this is really a great transition, and jazz musicians will do this all the time, to move from the one chord to the fourth chord. So particularly, this is going to happen in bar four. So instead of just playing a regular C7, we're going to turn this into an altered seven. Now, what does that do? Essentially, when we turn this C7 into an altered seven, it gives this sense of tension. Now, what's an altered chord? An altered chord really means you can add any of the altered extensions. So nine, you can add a flat nine and a sharp nine. Uh, you can add a sharp 11. You can do a flat 13, right? So when we see alt, it could be all of those, or you can pick and choose which ones. Either way, it's tension, and it really makes us feel like we're going to resolve to a one chord. So we call this a secondary dominant. So what, what's happening right here is suddenly the C7, instead of feeling like a one chord, now it feels like the five chord of F7. Does that make sense? We call this a secondary dominant, tonicizing another diatonic chord in the series. In this case, it's a it's a four seven chord because we're playing the blues here. So that's what's happening here. So this is a, an altered lick. So let's listen to this really quickly. Let's listen to that again. Yeah, again, lots of triplets. So lots of triplets in this composite in, in these licks so far, which is obviously something paramount in jazz. Like triplet is the base rhythm for all of swing. Um, and bebop, it's everywhere. So what's what's going on here? What are the notes? So first we start right here, the D sharp. That's a sharp nine, right? Then we have the regular nine. Then we have the flat nine here, right? C sharp is the flat nine. And then we have G sharp, which is the flat 13. And then, uh, and, and so, yes. And then we have E, which is the third, right? Of C seven. So we're hitting on that strong tone there, the third. Um, so we really have this chromatic movement down with all these tension notes uh, moving down further here until we resolve to C, which is the fifth of F7. So lots of tension with the altered and release on the fifth, which is a really baseline chord tone of the F7. So one more time, let's give this one a listen. Awesome. 
Okay, let's move on to the final lick that I want to go over. Uh, this is a really great one. Uh, I really enjoy this one because this is the one that really uh, happens when we're turning around. Like we finished up with the four chord for two bars. Now we're going back to the one chord and then we're going to do a turnaround to get to the two, five, one at the end of the form. So before I explain it, let's go ahead and give it a listen. Woo, that is bebop right there. That is all bebop, one more time. All right, so we'll listen to it again in just one second, but um, let's kind of look at what's happening here. So the main thing I really want uh, to point out to you is, first of all, what Keelan has done in this particular lick is he's added the four chord to transition between the one chord and the three chord. So this is a very common chord progression. What this is, this is a one, four, three, six. Okay, this is a dominant six, right? So we have all kinds of secondary dominance things going on with jazz harmony. So one, four, three, six. Now there's other ways to get from the one chord to the three to the six. Um, sometimes people don't even play the three. They just go straight to the six. So there's lots of other things we can do before we get to the two chord there. Um, but in this particular case, kind of what I'd love to have you pay attention to is what we call enclosure. So first of all, there's a target note here, and the target note is G. Okay, what's G to C? That's the fifth. Because we start here with a non-diatonic note right here, right? We have this little, this little slide into F sharp, non-diatonic. Now, A is diatonic, right? A is what? It's the six. And then we have G sharp, that's non-diatonic, leading into this G. Now, we are landing on the F7 here, but I'm still kind of relating this phrase to back to C7. And what we see here is we start from below, and then above, above, and then land on the G. So when we what we call enclosures, when we're targeting a note from above and below or below and above and so when we're targeting a note by surrounding it like that we call that enclosure okay so this is something really important um looking further uh, the the other thing that i really want you to pay attention to in this line so all, obviously all of the language is beautiful but really what makes it sound like wow we're really arriving somewhere is this note C sharp. Now we're anticipating, what's C sharp by the way? That is the third of A7. So again, the third, a strong chord tone to land on. Now we're anticipating it, which happens all the time, right? This is on the uh, and of two, right? This is the and of two rather than right on three where the A7 is landing. But this happens all the time. So we're landing on that third, which really brings out the chord changes. So one more time, let's go ahead and listen to this. Awesome. All right, that's all for today's show today. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Hope you enjoyed those licks. Again, if you want to kind of check out the notation of all that and stuff like that, so you can follow along a little bit more visually, then go ahead and go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 233. And you'll find all of that over there. Um, like I said, hey, the blues is a really great way to just get a huge, I like to call it an unfair advantage for 
all the rest of jazz, like because the blues is just this such a staple. It's such a cornerstone of jazz, and so many harmonic and melodic lessons can be learned. So mastering a jazz blues is always a great idea, and anyone who's in my Jazz Blues Accelerator course will tell you that that is exactly what that course helps you do. So if that sounds interesting to you, maybe consider joining my Jazz Blues Accelerator course, and you can get access to that when you become a member of my LJS inner circle. So all you have to do is go to ljsinnercircle.com, check out that membership, see if it's right for you. Of course, if you want to just check out uh, the Jazz Blues Accelerator course a little more and make sure that that's the right fit, then you can just go to jazzbluesaccelerator.com and check that out there. I give you a little bit more information as well. So those may be some good options for you if you'd like to go a little bit further with the blues and uh, get some extra help and handholding on that end of things. Okay, that is all for this week's episode. Make sure to take action. Hope you have a great week. Until the next one, happy practicing and look forward to seeing you next time. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes. And don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.